Welcome to the Course Creators Circle podcast, where we talk all things course creation with your host, ideas strategist, and Thinkific approved expert, Linda Reed Enova. The Course Creators Circle podcast is home to Linda's top tips, along with interviews with experts and course creators just like you. Get ready for practical tips you can implement in your course creation journey with your host, Linda Reed Enovar. Hi everyone, Linda Reed Enovar, and welcome back to the Course Creator Circle podcast. In this episode of the podcast, we're tackling one of those questions that will face you on your course creation journey, and that is course or membership, and which one is better? Okay, let's tackle this one from the very, very start. There is a place for both courses and there is a place for membership within your offering. And personally, as a course creator, I think we should be doing both, okay? The reason I think we should be doing both is we're going to create standalone courses. Now, the opportunity once we're ready to bring in a membership model means that we can bundle a series of those courses together, add in some time from us and be able to create a community around our courses. So first of all, I thought we'd delve into the online course. And what is it? What are we giving in an online course? So an online course, when we start it, is normally a solution level base. A student has a problem, a client has a problem, they come in, they take their course. At the end of the process, they've got their answer. So by the end of the course, they've got their outcome. Now, courses have their place within membership for solving problems as well. But where courses have their place within the market is when people maybe don't know who you are. They're wanting to understand who you are, how you teach, how they learn, and they're not ready for that membership commitment. So an online course is a great solution. They're well suited for topics when students want to learn a tangible skill or achieve a measurable result by the end of the course. Memberships or programs or challenges tend to be longer based and they help people implement more sort of stuff. They work for project-based tutorial content really, really well, but they also work in the opportunity of being able to throw them into memberships for that sort of content. Online courses are best for evergreen content that changes slowly, that not needing updates all the time. So if you're in an industry where things need to update and change, then maybe membership is where you go straight away. They're easy to validate your ideas. You can have a look at YouTube videos, webinars, other video-based mediums, and you can start to create lead generations around them and lead directly to the course. You've got the pain point and the solution is the course at the end and you start opening the pain points from there. You've got high potential in being able to do sales prices. There's minimal post-launch maintenance of a course. It's more that comes down to the marketing compared to membership sites. And they're a popular medium for continuing education. So to be able to take a course every now and again and development. The thing about the courses is, is their revenue growth is limited to new sales. So there's no reoccurring membership when it comes to courses. Sales typically come in a cycle and revenue can actually be quite difficult to predict because you don't know how the cycle is going and they tend to only come when you push. It can't be an ongoing marketing like, you know, join our membership and those sorts of things. It can be challenging to sustain engagement and participation when students are passively involved in a self-paced learning course. They're not interacting with a teacher and they're not part of a community. That's in saying that, though, courses really do have their place for you to be able to deliver a solution. Their access is normally granted for a short period of time. And it's all about giving the student a solution and a win. And there are going to be students who only want a solution and a win to their problem. Memberships, on the other hand, are all about community. They're about access to you as the teacher. They're about bundling a series of things together. And they fit well when you've got a topic that bridges multiple skills or multiple areas of achievement. Or they maybe need a little bit of guidance along the way or a little bit of personalization. Then they're not ready for coaching. So memberships are a great way for to do that. 
Memberships are great for creators who may want to expand or pivot upon their expertise and their offerings in the future. So you might have a series of courses now and you want to put some other courses in there or you might want to go further into topics around your courses. Memberships are also great because they are community-based and this community tells you what they want to learn next and that's amazing because you're able to work with your people. It's easier to predict revenue than it is with online courses because you've got reoccurring income and you can pretty much, you know, get a bit of a gauge of how many members are going to keep renewing each and every month. Memberships are normally done on a monthly or a quarterly basis or an annual basis. There's less upfront cost to produce because you're not having to produce a series of courses. You can start making content along the line. And exclusivity is baked into your membership model because those people who pay for the membership, they're the ones that are getting that one-on-one, that extra access to you and to the community. And it's easier to pivot or change the content that you're about to put into your course or your membership opportunity because students are telling you what they need. They're telling you what you want next. Generally, a membership is lower priced than the course to buy all the courses themselves where you put the bundle together. But the opportunity is to attract more people and it's an ongoing payment. So, you know, you want to be able to make sure that a year's access is going to give them all of the courses plus some bonuses from you. So, for example, inside our memberships, we tend to offer a community space where they can come and have Q&A and access to myself or for Clive throughout that process. And then we offer in opportunities for them to be able to attend live sessions with us. So Q&A based sessions as well. So you can take those courses that you have created a standalone evergreen for the market and put them into a membership, which is why I suggest you run both. The winner in this one is not, there's no ideal winner. There is what's going to work for you and your business. If you don't want to turn up for a community and you just want to keep selling courses time and time again, then maybe self-paced evergreen courses are for you. If you're like me and you love the teaching component, you love being in front of your students, then membership is for you. You're able to get reoccurring income. You've got semi-predictable options out there. You're able to put those courses that you're able to sell one off, but also have them add value to your membership. And you're able to turn up and learn from your students along the way. And that's why I most probably have a bias to memberships that online courses once and for all. However, when you are starting this journey out, Maybe it is a course here, a course there, and then bringing memberships into your journey over that period of time. Or you can dive directly into the water and start giving people access to your membership and continue to add courses and add regular content on an ongoing basis and have them in a live library. There are no rules when it comes to course creation in this space. What it is is what best suits you and your students. So my number one tip to you would be as ask your people, do they want you guiding? Do they want you alongside them as they learn or are they happy to learn self-paced? And then ask yourself, am I happy to turn up and help and support a community along the way? Am I going to give them quizzes? Am I going to give them prompts? Am I going to give them emails along the way? And if you can do that, then I would be looking at running our courses and running a membership base as well. And one final tip, if you look at putting together courses and a membership base, make sure that when you put together your nurture sequences for your courses to encourage the students to do their self-paced learning, you keep throwing in mentions about your membership so that you can convert that one-time paying student into a member, into predictable reoccurring income along the way. 
If you've got any more questions about course creation, check out our Course Creator Circle membership where you can come in and ask me any of your course creation questions inside our Course Creator Circle members area and delve into our how-tos and processes a little bit further for creating courses for your journey, including the nurture sequences I just mentioned. I will see you next time. Happy course creating. Until then, I look forward to being part of your course creation journey with our next episode. Thank you for listening to the Course Creators Circle podcast. Don't forget to check out the full range of resources available for course creators at www.thecoursecreatorscircle.com.au.